it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. So look that team standing away. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, Rocker for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yeah. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. We have got a CBJ shorty on hand, so we will pack a lot of punch into this 30-minute episode here. Easy one to listen to. You should be able to just kick back and relax and catch the whole entire thing. That's our plan for you. Timmy Hall with you. Thanks for being here. And uh, we roll. Ryan Day had his radio show today. So we're getting ready for the Indiana game. We've talked a little bit about this one already this week. Look, you're a three-touchdown favorite. This is not the this happens all the time, right? This is nothing new. It's why I I really do despise the sports radio schedule game where and I'm I do it too. We probably had that segment here on the Buckeye show. I probably happened. But when you go down the schedule right at the beginning of the year, or better yet, when the schedules are made. Almost everybody, almost every show is going to do that the day the NFL schedules come out. And that's way, way before the first ball is going to be kicked in the air. And you go through, oh, win, loss, win, loss. Yes, like, in a way, it's fun to do. You just judge where the teams are at at that point in time before injuries might occur, before different trades or acquisitions or free agent signings. A lot's going to happen. We're in this case here this week with Buckeye football. Said on yesterday's show, check out the podcast for that one if you missed it. This would have been a top three game going into the year if you would have also said, lock it in, it's going to be a night game. My sources say, it's 100% certainty, that's going to be a night game in Bloomington. That'd be pretty tough stuff. With what they just did this past season, Tom Allen right up there with Pat Fitzgerald, right up there with Ryan Day, but you can't say Ryan Day. You got to cancel them out when you talk about your favorite coaches in the Big Ten. You got to leave the guy who's in your own kitchen out of the conversation. Those two guys, Allen, Fitzgerald, love what they're about. Love how they seem to be staying in their spot, grateful for the opportunities that they've received there. They had long journeys. Well, not really Fitzgerald. He played there. He got the, the head coaching gig fairly early on in his run. But Tom Allen was, I think he was at like 15 different jobs and eight or nine years, something like that. You say, wait, mathematically, how is that possible? Look up his coaching resume. It's a, it's pretty insane. And, you know, the, the quick little sidebar, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm doing my prep this week for the high school football game of the week. Me and Tyvis Powell, we will be out at Canal Winchester. Big, They've had a solid season, six and three. Big Walnut coming to town from up uh, in the Sunbury area. They are going to head all the way down there with their 9-0 and record. And I was catching up with Big Walnut's coach, Coach Page, there. And he played for Tom Allen. So a little connection there with our high school football game of the week going into our Buckeye football game on Saturday on the road. So he's a Ben Davis guy. We, of course, have a Ben Davis guy who's performing very, very well on the offensive line in Dewan Jones. Great story to follow our big tackle and to see how he has done. That was sort of... The doorway was open for him thanks to Thayer Munford deciding he could slide inside and play a little guard. So another really talented offensive lineman who was really going to be best suited for the tackle position could get in there and play. And so that's great. This Indiana game, 
you can't ever just roll your helmets out, especially after a bye week. You want to make sure that you are still firing on all cylinders. I still think as a defense, the offense is up at the top of the nation in their metrics. It's sort of shocking to think about what we were saying and what we thought we wanted to see at the quarterback position with where CJ Stroud was with the shoulder injury. Now, all these things, you have to continue to go out there and prove it. We know this is still Columbus. You can have one bad game and we will get closer and closer to breaking the glass on that panic button. But I'm good with offense. I mean, come on. What CJ's been, what the offensive line is, there really doesn't look like there's going to be a blemish on that side of the football that's going that, that can't be fixed in some meetings after a game. As long as you're able to get a win, there's nothing on that offensive side of the ball anymore now that we're seeing what C.J. Stroud is going to continue to build upon when he's healthy. You've got the running backs, right? You've got the running back in Travion Henderson, and you've got other guys there with Mayan Williams and Master Teague when healthy that you more than can than count on. The receiving talent is ridiculous. The tight end talent, it's it's there. We just we always don't see that guy catching a lot of passes. We wake up, it's halfway through the season, it's the same story, different year, same story. But I want to. I just I'm excited to see how good this offense can continue to be on defense. I think. Despite consistent improvement here through some of the weaker opponents, albeit going into the Rutgers game, you were a little worried. I, there was a point where I was going to be worried about every single Big Ten game. So they've improved enough as a team. They took that thought out of our heads. But you know that you haven't scratched the surface on the difficult part of the schedule. That is that's a fact. You've got four ranked teams. They are all ahead on the schedule. So defense is going to have to keep getting better. Rocket Hickman has to turn into more than what he is at this point in time. And that might be a tall ask. That might be a lot to expect from this young guy. But I think it's got to happen. Somebody, Denzel Burke's got to get even better. You've got to have two or three more guys really pop up on defense. Maybe it's Bryson Shaw, who has quietly been playing a lot better at that safety position. I mean, it was it was easy to get better with what he showed on film and some of those plays against Oregon, right? I mean, wow, like you couldn't defend the same. It was and it was not just him; it was a lot of guys on defense. But it's it, it's something that I'm going to be watching closely the next few weeks, not just in this Indiana game, but who on defense is is really going to take that next step. And they're going to start showing you glimpses of not just someone who could be good in 2021 and help this team reach some of its goals. Who's going to be a defensive player that you're going to talk about for years and years and years after they're gone. Every team needs some of those guys. Zach Harrison, I think still needs to step up and take that because there's a legacy that's there for him. He's good enough. He's got to step up and take that. Who else is it going to be? So of all the things I could give you from Ryan day and the radio show today, I could start you off for with a couple of quick things about the team, where they are this week. For instance, Ryan Day talking about C.J. Stroud and what he can improve on. The preparation's been solid. He can take the meeting to the field very well. But these games are going to get tougher. You know, he's going to have to continue to get tough. Um, they're going to be more physical. You know, at some point we're going to get some weather 
we're going to get um, you know just some tough games, and, and that's going to be really important. And as long as he can continue to build and continue to grow and show that toughness, then it'll give us a chance to win these games. And I'll give you one here, talking about that running back that we love so much. Ryan Day says, Travion, he really is. Dude is itching to get the ball more. He wants to carry the ball. He's been getting stronger and getting better and, and uh, in a routine. You know, when you played six games now, you don't not really a freshman anymore. You know, and so that's kind of the way we look at it. But uh, but like you said, you know, I don't think he's got a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of carries, and you know, he's still got a lot of tread on that tire. All right, now this is what I just teased in the crosstalk, and I will say it's. I appreciate the question. I think this came in from an email. You can go, I think, on to OhioStateBuckeyes.com and find a tab there if you want to get a question into the Ryan Day show, which airs every single week right here on The Fan, usually Thursdays at noon, unless we tell you otherwise. So he said something about a rule change last week, and a lot of coaches you know, will open up and get the time of that hour-long show to sprinkle in some different things about football in general, not just their team or their opponent, and that's... That's the stuff that I'm really paying attention for. I don't know about you guys as fans who are listening to us a lot. I think I think it's the same way for you because knowing Buckeye fans, there's a lot of different sites. There's a lot of different avenues you can go to and get all of your information about the team. You can look anything up on the internet whenever you want or on your phone. I want to hear a coach like Ryan Day talking about where football is going in certain areas. And so last week it was the thing with the kickoffs, right? So maybe you disagree. And that's what it's all about, right? Agreeing, disagreeing, debating what's going to be better for the game, what's best for everybody. He's one of those guys that thinks we should start on the 25. And we've kind of been phasing out kickoffs in the return game with fair catches and where you can do it in a lot of different areas. Punt return is still kind of holding on, right? But kickoff return, you move the ball up, you have the ability to fair catch the thing, and it goes right to the 25. So there's different strategies that can be employed to try to kick it to areas where they can't get under it and squib kicks and things like that. And a lot of times you shoot yourself in the foot and you kick it out of bounds. This is what winds up happening. feel like we see that a lot. But the other thing here that was very interesting, and I, I swear to you, I have always, I mean, always noticed the differences. How could you not, right? When you flip flop from watching the NFL to college football, the width of the hashes has been more noticeable than maybe anything in any sport that you watch. When you think of dimensions, things on a basketball court, difference between high school, college, and pro, on a soccer pitch, a football field, whatever. Those hashes on a college football field, and the size of the uprights, too, throw that in there, to the uprights in the NFL and the hash marks there, it's just wildly different. But you know what? Never for two seconds have I spent any time in my head saying, why or why don't we change that? And I don't know why, like, because that's such a obvious thing. And you would think, where do they come up with this? What does this mean for strategy, for what rushing attacks used to be, for maybe the limitations with the skilled passers back in the day in football and how this wide hash mark thing for college football benefits that type of game, but why it wouldn't anymore being where we are, seeing the aerial attacks, having the athletes that we have at that level, Ryan Day. He's totally in favor of moving that inside, adopting with the times. Here he was today from his show. This is interesting. I absolutely would be in favor and actually have considered um, you know, trying to make a movement in the offseason to get the hash marks uh, moved inside, closer to the NFL in college. I think that uh, the hash marks in, in, uh, in the college game are antiquated. I, I think that it was something that was done a long time ago and would open the game wide open. Um, it would become a... Um, just a more wide open game, and I think it'd be it'd be really good for the for the sport. 
you know, when you, you have to evolve with the times. And I think that the size of our players, the speed of our players have changed. And so, you know, when we put that ball into the hash mark, there's a bunch of bodies in, you know, in a 53 and a third field. They're all under the boundary. Where you see in the, in the NFL game, you know, it spreads out when you get more towards the middle of the field. And I think that uh, it's something I'd be really in favor of. Yeah, I kind of agree with him. Again, catching me on a day here where I'm listening to that on the show, and I'm like, man, I've never even really thought about this change. And I should have. You know, being a, the basketball guy that I am, what they do with the three-point line recently, Bodie? Move it back. Move that thing back. And at first, I'm like, ah, I, I like my like my three-point line a little closer in because we don't shoot it as well in college basketball. And the closer it is, I like to see the percentages up there. But in the grand scheme, moving that thing back six inches or a foot when you're already shooting a jump shot that far away, what's it really going to matter? And if it can continue to space the floor, open things up, have some more freedom of movement. We try adjusting that and tinkering how hand-checking calls are done and getting guys to move their feet. There's always things that the are shot being clock. done. We just yeah. moved the shot, the shot clock moved as well. it down, what, six, seven years ago now? It's been a little yep. while, but yep. not shot, too long ago. Shot clock goes down. All things to just try to advance the game and take a step forward so it can be a little bit more pleasing for people to watch and so it can benefit some of these players so they can have some of the room to show off the skills that they have. I think it was an interesting thought. I'm glad that was brought up today. Really am. Hey, by the way, Buckeye Nation, are you guys ready to finish on the 50-yard line at Ohio Stadium? You can register today to walk or run with some of your favorite former Buckeyes in the Ohio State 4 Milers. Presented by Ohio Beef Council, Union Home Mortgage, and Raising Canes on October 24th. Space is limited, so visit OhioStateFourMiler.com and get your spot today. A portion of the OSU 4 Miler proceeds it benefits the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer, Urban and Shelley Meyer Fund for Cancer Research at the James. All right, coming up here, we had our second boom of the week. We need to speak about it, and could there be another big thing coming? We'll fill you in. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning, no judgment. Ah, oh, sweet morning drinking. The fan. Buckeyes, I'm Kurt Lewis, United Healthcare of Ohio CEO and graduate of The Ohio State University. United Healthcare believes healthy small businesses are vital to our economy. That's why we're ready to give your small business a big promotion through our Spotlight on Small Business. Winners receive radio promotion, social media recognition, and more. To enter, visit OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash UHC. United Healthcare, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. For terms and conditions, visit OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash UHC. Sweepstakes rules and restrictions apply. Columbus, this is where the rubber meets the road. Monroe Muffler Brake, your reliable auto service team, is now the Tire Choice Auto Service Centers. We're the same great team, offering complete auto repair and maintenance services at 20 area locations, from brakes to batteries and now tires too, including Goodyear, Kelly, Cooper, Michelin, Yokohama, and many more. Add any brake service to your tire purchase and get up to $400 back when you use our drive card. For details, visit thetirechoice.com. We're back in Ohio Stadium, where Myers Auto is inexplicably taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes again. I don't know who asked for this, Paul. There's not even anyone in the stand. It's a veritable ghost town out there, as Byers Auto vice quarterback George Kaufman takes us now. It is immediately hit by no less than three defensive linemen. I think I caught one of his teeth all the way up in the press box. I said it before, and I'll say it again. It's a good thing he's good at selling cars, because he's terrible at winning football. Byers Auto. Let our family keep your family on the road. Raising Canes, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, presents The Other Rules of Football. 
Rule number one, any broadcast without the express addition of hand-battered, cooked-to-order Cane's chicken fingers is prohibited. Rule number 12, no crinkle-cut fries, Texas toast, or craveable cane sauce constitutes an illegal formation. And rule number 31, anybody who loves to feed their game face is an eligible receiver of Cane's. When it comes to winning game day, Cane's rules. Raising Cane's chicken fingers, one love. (laughs) Go Buckeyes! Celebrate the return of Buckeye football with the Giant Eagle Ultimate Buckeye Home Gate presented by Cheez-It Crackers and Coca-Cola. Visit OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash HomeGate to register for a chance to win a football feast for 20 people delivered right to your home for an away game this season. Winners will also receive a special game day appearance from a Buckeye football legend. It's the perfect party for any Buckeye fan. Giant Eagle's Ultimate Buckeye Home Gate presented by Cheez-It Crackers and Coca-Cola. Enter today, OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash HomeGate and go Buckeyes! Hi, Buckeye fans. Joshua Perry here. As you may know, Cardinal Health and Ohio State Athletics are both working to help stop the spread of COVID in our communities. With this in mind, you probably have questions about the vaccine. First, experts agree that the vaccine is safe and effective. Now's the time to talk to your healthcare provider and to make a plan for how you'll get vaccinated. And of course, continue to follow the safety protocols. Mask up, keep our distance, and wash your hands. For more info on how you can learn more, visit coronavirus.ohio.gov. Cardinal Health, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. The Buckeyes hit the road for a Big Ten battle with Indiana. Live fan coverage starts Saturday at 2 with a kick at 7.30. All the games every season. Proud to be your flagship home for Ohio State football. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Scarlet and Gray, 24-7. Or however long the show is tonight. You're listening to the Buckeye Show on the fan. Yes, you are. Timmy Hall here with you on a CBJ Shorty. And one more segment to go with you. The party is going to keep on rolling, though. Our guy, our guy tonight, our producer tonight, Bodie, our man Bodie. Nice of you to be here. He and I hopped in the booth. We, you know, we said we we're going to play this game every single night on the Buckeye Show because we needed to do more with our soundboard. We have so much audio that we never really do anything with. So one one little way. We can utilize it a bit more. We said every day on the Buckeye show, because stuff's getting recorded over, stuff's getting dropped out because we have daily folders and all of all of our sound cutters here. Some days I'm in the booth editing some sound. We'll listen to press conference, press conference sound, get stuff off the web, wherever we got to go. We'll throw it in there. We'll credit it. We'll source it wherever we get it. We go out and get with our own recorders, but it just all recycles. So we're going to go to the bottom of the sound page on each day and pick the oldest Buckeye-themed clip, and we'll play it for you. And we do that in the bonus segment coming up that's going to be on the podcast only because it's a short show. We went in the booth. We did about 10 to 15 minutes of an extra segment. So keep on listening when this party is done. Wherever you get your audio, wherever you get, your, get where you get that sound, go search up the Buckeye show. The cartoon face is there. Me with the glasses. And my hair is actually looking the same as it does in the cartoon photo again. I was rocking a bit longer of a do through the pandemic. I was living it up while I could. I enjoyed it. Hair started to thin out. Decided I had to cut it back again. So I'm actually back to looking the same as that cartoon photo. So check it out. Download it. Subscribe. Give us a nice little five-star rating. That would be awesome of you. And away we go. Little example. I'm, I'm looking at a basketball thing here because I'm getting excited for this. This tells me it's a DJ Carton slam. How about that? It's all it says. This must have been something that was edited quickly, not done the proper way with the proper labeling techniques, but it gets me excited for Buckeye Hoops. Kyle Young at 6'8", top of the key, curls around, bounces right baseline, Carton dunks! He 
Drove the right baseline, Carton threw it down. Nice assist, Kyle Young. 60-32 Ohio State. Did that energize the crowd? Can't draw it up any better, Ron. Mm. Boy, what I would do for a Ron Stokes mmm with 13 M's in it. Mmm. He would do a great mmm doggies because he's got that mmm down better than anybody else. That's fantastic. Got to remember the play there from DJ Carton. That hit us out of nowhere. Thought he was going to be a great one. Situations changed. He transferred out, went to Marquette. Also going to miss Dwayne Washington and Ron pronouncing it that way. Now that he's doing his thing with the Pacers. Great, great job by Dwayne Washington. Proven all the haters wrong that he could go. It was perfect. It was a perfectly sane time for him to leave. Didn't get drafted. So what? Dedicated himself. Cared enough. He he's almost like the guy that he has so much confidence in himself, but at the same time does not care. And that gives him some special ability to attack his goals. He's a full-fledged NBA player. It's on a two-way contract, but he's starting off as a member of the Indiana Pacers. Didn't play in their first night. So EJ Liddell quickly. I'm excited for him. He's on the Carl Malone preseason watch list. There's not that many of these guys either. I know there's five different awards. I love that they're doing the awards now for each of the five main positions in college basketball. You've got the Koozie, the Jerry West, Dr. J, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and this one, Carl Malone, who played at Louisiana Tech, if you know where he played college basketball. That's where it was. But EJ is one of the few guys on the preseason watch list. And yeah, duh, it, it could not be more deserved. He is going to be the engine that makes this team go. I cannot wait to see what kind of improvements he has made. So finishing up with the big boom with Buckeye football. This is awesome. You got a second guy this week. His name is Avery Henry. You get to add to the Ohio flavor with this 2022 recruiting class. A St. Clairsville dude. You start heading east on 70. You get close to Wheeling, West Virginia. Then you stop there. The Red Devil himself. He is a six foot six, three hundred and five pound offensive tackle. And from reading a little bit more from Garrick Hodge, the recruiting guru for Eleven Warriors, this is a dude who dropped a bunch of weight too to get down to three oh five. Reading here, he lost more than fifty pounds. That's nice. I like that kind of dedication in the weight room from this young man. He also is the lowest rated recruit that we have. On our sheet right now for 2022. Three-star guy. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We were just talking about Dewan Jones. Where do you think Dewan Jones was rated? In the pantheon of the 2019 class when he came in. Dead last. Look what he's doing now. He's starting. Why would he have been dead last? Just on his stature alone. Being six foot eight, 360 pounds. I know you had to figure out a way to get that thing moving. But he was a big basketball guy. Hard to even imagine Dewan Jones out on the basketball court. Unfair. Talk about changing rules, right? And with the uh, semicircle and all that with the block charge. Imagine trying to get those two feet planted outside the semicircle with Dewan Jones rolling on you. But this is cool. Uh, Speaking of the boom, Avery Henry, newest commit for the Buckeyes. Thing to watch in the final minute here. Keontae Goodwin, big offensive tackle prospect from Indiana, is going to visit Ohio State soon. Steve Wiltfong, he, he's Steve Wiltfong, excuse me, one of the lead recruiting analysts for 24-7 sports. He had this. He's a Kentucky commit. The other thing, too, Avery Henry, who we're just talking about, decommitted from Iowa State, 
got that offer from Ohio State. And a couple days later, he's here. You know how badly he wanted to be uh, here with the Buckeyes being an Ohio kid. Might have to work a little bit more for Keontae Goodwin. He's also also going to visit Alabama, Michigan State, and maybe Michigan as well. So we'll see where this goes. By the way, we here always brought to you by Moomoo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club, and also by Tire Choice. We got a lot of good stuff coming up tonight. It's all going to start with your CBJ trying to get three points tonight against the New York Islanders. It's coming up next on The Fan. You call yourself a sports fan, but you're not listening to Morning Juice. You're doing it wrong. Live and local weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The Fan. The show that knows how to throw a big, giant Buckeye party. You're listening to The Buckeye Show. All right, you have made it to bonus time on The Buckeye Show. We are broadcasting. I don't even know if you can call it broadcasting now. We are podcasting. There's a name for that, dumbass. It's podcasting to all of our greatest Buckeye Show friends who make sure to listen to these sorts of things when we do it. I'm Timmy Hall. Great to have you along. And our producer for this evening, if you were listening to the Thursday, October 21st episode, was our man Bodie Wells, who we just recently found out his real name is Jacob. And it's just it's a very strange thing here around the office. You know, Bodie, you... And Triple H or other normal producer here on the Buckeye Show, you've had your statuses updated here at work. You're getting more hours and everything. Your careers are growing, which is great, and we like to continue to see that. They've been adjusting your email names in our Microsoft Outlook system, and I find it an outrage why we can update the email address, but we can't overwrite the older ones. So when I start typing up one of your names into the email, three different email addresses pop up, like Hayden Hileshorn, he's... He's like H. Hileshorn. We couldn't make him Hayden dot Hileshorn like all the other emails are in our systems. Why? Yeah. yeah hey, my, how, how you doing, by the I way? I am doing Thanks fantastic. Thanks for popping in. Yeah. Thursday night, as we basically like to say on the Buckeye show, when we get to Thursday night, it's basically Friday. And so we're almost basically yes. home free it's for the weekend. It's also ladies night. Exactly. On the Buckeye show. <laughs> That's yeah, right. For all you ladies out there. Yeah. I know we're on the Buckeye show here, but nonetheless, I got to throw this in. I am heading out to the Notre Dame game on Saturday. So I am very pumped for that. Given that we're already basically at the weekend, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But nonetheless, yeah. You kind of said it. So when I started here, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I guess they just put everything under what my middle name is, which is what everybody calls me, which is Bodie. I've gone by Bodie my whole life. Jacob is my first name. Jacob Bodie Wells is my name. But Wait, everybody. Bodie's your middle name. Yes, Bodie's my middle name. And Bodie doesn't sound like a middle name. Really? It sounds like a I surfer's actually, nickname. Okay, well, I would actually almost disagree because I feel like Jacob is more of like a first name there you know normally the I middle name Jacob is kind of sounds like a middle name okay i guess i, I would disagree, disagree. <laughs> i feel like normally the first name is the one that's a little more like quote unquote professional maybe like normal however you want to word it i feel like most people's middle names are the ones that are kind of like you know a little bit more unique normally nor- most people don't go by their middle names i don't really know too many people that do i guess my parents just decided to be weird and have me go but i've always gone by bodie most people don't even know my first name's jacob no no and it's funny well, bodie sounds bodie's doesn't sound like any kind of name it sounds like a nickname yeah, like it wouldn't officially be on a birth certificate i don't know what the i don't know what it would be you know like in the in the old days we used to, I feel like we called half the population Dick or Jack. Yeah, Richard. You know? Yeah, you had all these names and it would just somehow become Dick. And then the same thing with Jack. My my pop-up's name was John. I don't know how John became a Jack, yeah. right? I don't really know what Jack would be short for, theoretically. Yeah, Jackson, I, other than Jackson, Yeah, but most right? people, I don't think, 
Do people go by Jack if their name is Jackson? I, I guess they could. I don't know. Yes. I don't know too many. Yes, ja- they do. Okay, I, I guess I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Jackson's kind of a little bit of a unique name. To I, where you know, if you just go, if your name's Jackson, you'd probably just go by Jackson. See, but. we my son's name is is Jackson. Yes. I don't know oh, okay. why. I don't know why we had to name him Jackson because we just wanted to call him Jack, Jack yeah. because that's what my pop pop's name was. It was sort of an, an ode to him to honor him, whose name was John. Right? (laughs) His name was John. Great name, actually. His name was John Carroll Hall. Like, John Carroll, you got the university. Great football powerhouse up in northern Ohio. That's uh, Don Shula, I think, was the coach at John Carroll. London Fletcher went there as well. Now we're going really far into the weeds here (laughs) on the Buckeye Show podcast bonus time. But, yeah, that's what we wanted to do. So, bottom line, names can be finicky. Names can be dumb and stupid the way we name things, the way we shorten things. Let's. I just want to get our email thing figured out. That's yeah. what I'm after. Yeah, and you wouldn't believe how many people, probably almost everybody, honestly, to a certain extent, has said something about like my name ever since my ever since my account got switched over to it from being Bodie Wells to Jacob Wells. Pretty much everybody. You, our guy Todd, uh, said something today when we had a little meeting here at the station. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's got to say something. something. Yeah, everybody's got to mention something. Yep. So I was like, ah, whatever. But. Yep. All right, so I don't want to go too far into this. This will be a shorter bonus segment than the norm because it is 5.33 p.m. as we're doing this right now. So we're getting ready for the Buckeye show. Funny, right? Like we are in prep mode right now. As you are listening to this podcast, we are prepping, getting ready for the big, extravagant half-hour Buckeye show. CBJ Shorty tonight. CBJ Shorty, as we like to call it, a Blue Jackets Shorty. So what we said yesterday, you weren't in on this yet, But we said we're going to kick off a new tradition on the Buckeye show. And in a 30-minute show, we might not have time to get those traditions done. That's why we can pop in here, tack it on on the end of the episode so you guys can listen to it. We still have to come up with a name for this. That's the one thing. It's in its infancy. We could, I don't want to steal something from the common man and T-Bone page, but they've got the what's in the bag game that they play. Mm -hmm. Like if they were going to go through a drive-thru and just order the, 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 Fast food roulette. Yeah. We could say what's in the dad because our sound software is called the that dad. That is clever. I feel like the listeners know what the dad is. They've heard us yeah. say that. It's a three-letter acronym. I don't even know what it stands for. Not a clue. So what we said, because <laughs> we were doing all sorts of fun things with audio on last night's episode, and we we're talking with Reeser and things that we used to do, playing games when we're editing the sound, replaying the sound, how we have so much sound in our system that we could oh. never possibly play. <laughs> so what we said we'd do is we'd go to the bottom of every daily folder and just play the bottom on the page Buckeye-themed clip, whatever it is. On that particular day, it's going to change from time to time because stuff gets rolled over. People like to go into the the uh, the number. The, they have cut numbers. There's five-digit numbers on them. And sometimes people, when they are putting in a random clip for their show, they'll go to the bottom of the page and start just rolling over those mm-hmm. things. But there's this little window of eight to ten cuts that seem to always stay there, and it shrinks by one or two depending on the week. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're doing that here right now. That's what I tease. So we're doing that here. And you'll never guess what this one's going to be. I have a Kevin Wilson October 7th. Okay? Okay. So Couple we're going weeks. We're yep. going to the, the co-offensive coordinator, the guy that handles the tight ends, and, you know, the passing game at Ohio State. Kevin Wilson, 10-7. All of our tight ends need to be ready. So let's listen. Let's see where this takes us. This is Kevin Wilson. Mitch has a niche, a little, 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 little rhyme there, I guess. But he's he's not a true tight end, but he's not a real running back. So we've kind of played him in that hybrid spot. He's really a fullback. 
uh, by, 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 by trade. So he, but he's became an edge tight end guy. We use him in some spots, but, uh, but we'll keep working to find some situations and opportunities where he can play in the backfield this week in which to come to some degree. Sometimes it's situations, sometimes it's the flow of the game, sometimes it's what Coach Day wants to emphasize, I guess, in the offense. But uh, Mitch is a quality player. We really need K, Joe, and G to keep coming on. They're doing well, but they have so far to go to be at the level we need where Jeremy and Luke and, and those guys have played the last couple of years. They're on track to get there, but they're a few months away from what we want them to be. And we're as much as we're getting Jeremy Ruckett ready for this game, and Mitch, and, and even those guys, I'm really getting them ready for the future because they need to be ready to answer the call here very soon. All right, you know what? I'm glad we listened to that because a guy like Mitch Rossi, Mitch who has his niche, some word association from from Kay Wilson right there, that guy, he walked on, he is a Buckeye through and through. He got some FaceTime in uh, the weekly media sessions after he scored that touchdown. So that was right after he scored his first career touchdown out of the backfield. They're asking him, what do we call you? Fullback tight end. He's, I don't care. Wherever I line up is where I line that's up. What, that's kind of what tight ends do, right? That's they're what like, they do. They, that's their label, but they're just kind of like a little bit of like a Swiss army knife. They just kind of like, there's sometimes they can be like that H back. Sometimes they can play fullback. Some guys just are purely pass catchers, blockers, nonetheless, but. And Mitch Ross, he's never going to be a, he, he's never going to be a Jeremy Rucker yeah. type of guy. He's not going to be like a day no. two pick he, no, he next spring. He won't be that guy, but that doesn't matter. His story is great. He scored a touchdown here at Ohio State. Maybe he gets another one or two in certain formations. Sometimes the guys that never are going to be the skill players can be extremely useful. You, you really just never know. And I, I think that's the type of position where you are required to do the dirty things, where you are required to You probably block. play a lot of special teams. Yeah, Tight gotta, ends are always on special teams. You got to be able to get out on the perimeter and cl- and seal off a gap. You got to get ahead of a running back and you got to learn angles. You got to learn what your body position needs to be on all parts on the football field. You have, really have to know your stuff. And Mitch is a guy that has just gotten in and learned. He's learned everything that he could, soaked it up like a sponge. And so it's been great to see. You know, I don't know what his ultimate football future is going to be, but I think he's going to have a lot to say about that. If he wants to be one of these guys that tries to catch on in the CFL or even tries to get into some training camps in the league and make a go of it, there's there's all there's just all sorts of guys in the league that you just would never want on your fantasy team that are going to have a place. Look at a Kyle Juszczyk, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's a very good, I oh, mean, yeah. he's a very, very good football player. But point being, he's not winning with his speed, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's not one of those guys. And that's, it's interesting we get, we play that tonight with Kevin Wilson talking about tight ends. We're getting ready for Indiana. He was the head coach at Indiana. Indiana right now has an amazing tight end in Peyton Hendershot. Yeah. And everywhere Kevin Wilson has gone, tight ends have been highly utilized. You could say here at Ohio State, they've been least utilized. Underutilized, yeah. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's not a lack of talent. It's not a lack of passing game. It's because Ohio State's just so damn good at wide receiver and even, you know, to a little bit of a different extent, running back. They're just so good. I mean, they they have the best two receivers right now in the country probably, and they kind of, with Hartline there and his, what, four or five years that he's been there now, well, I guess it's probably a little bit less than that, maybe two or three years that he's been the uh, primary wide receiver coach ever after he took over for Zach Smith. They've kind of become wide receiver you. I mean, you got a guy like Jamison Williams who transfers to Alabama. He becomes their best receiver. He was what probably going to be the number three or four here. What a and guy, so that's right? kind of 
why the tight end position has maybe gone under the radar a little bit, but it's not a lack of talent per se. I mean, Jeremy Rucker, he's probably not a first round pick, but second or third, fourth at worst. Like, and that's, he's a guy that maybe his numbers won't be like that, but I guarantee when next spring's draft rolls around, he's probably a Friday night pick. I see Jeremy Rucker being a guy who's going to love what his numbers start to look like one day in the league. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I think there's been a lot of those guys out there who in college football didn't quite get those looks that they wanted, but when they go into the NFL with with the way the passing offenses are everywhere, you can eat. Well, Bodie Jacob, thanks for coming in. You say (laughs) Notre Dame, you're making the trek? Yep. Southern Cal Saturday night. My mom and I are heading out. Expensive ticket? Uh, Yeah. Um, not too About bad. We got face value, a little over. Okay, so. so not horrible. Yeah, for a great Notre we Dame. We only go one, once a year, so it's not you know we only make the trip out once ah, a year. Just, so it's old hat so for it's you. It's kind by of the way. Uh, what's that? It's old hat for you yes. at this point. Yeah, yeah. I've you still get that thrill oh, every year, yeah. especially with a game like this year. Normally we go to a little bit you know cheaper of a game, cheaper ticket, lesser uh, opponent. But this year just kind of worked out, shook out to where. The USC game kind of made the most sense. So probably probably the best game I will have been to in terms of atmosphere. Hopefully All right. Notre Dame kills All it. Right. I hope they stub their toe for you. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck with that. So everybody that was listening, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for checking out the bonus segment. This was exclusive content just for the podcast world only. We would really appreciate it if you could just give us a five-star rating. Because leave a little review. It why, only takes two seconds. Why leave a one-star rating yeah. if you're listening? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know it sucks, but does it suck that bad to where you want to ruin your own day by tearing somebody else down? It's not like we're in the service inju- industry and we came out to your house for something and we screwed you over. I mean, you just got to sit back and listen. Yeah, so we're not asking a lot. Whether you liked it two or not. Two taps yeah. of the button. Boom. Little five-star. Little five-star, yeah. that's all. Even to yeah, type up a little thing, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be great. Five words or something. This podcast was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. Something like that. Yeah. Best fantastic. Part of my day. That would be great. All right. He's Bodie. I'm Timmy Hall. We are always here rocking and rolling on the Buckeye show every single weeknight on the fan at six. Thanks for checking out this bonus segment on the podcast. I don't know how to end this. So I'm just going to end it right now. It's over. Goodbye. <laughs>